visiting with strength and speed coordinator, but during football season, he's also the special teams coordinator. And Jason Jones, your 15th year and your 11th year at Westlake, and it's a unique journey for you because we go back to 2009 with the previous regime, right. hired by Darren Allman, then you leave in 2015, and then you come back. Take us through that decision professionally to leave and go be a defensive coordinator and run your own defense at Magnolia. Well, at the time in 2015, we were just coming off that loss to North Shore in the in overtime in the title game. That spring, an opportunity came up. I wanted to call defense. I wanted to take a shot. Loved my two years there. Learned a ton. And when Coach Dodge called me in the, in the spring of 18 and asked me to come back, the timing could not have been more perfect. And I jumped at the opportunity. You came back with a little bit different role. What has changed in, in your role 2015 and then been a part of this championship run? Well, the role that he offered me was really probably, the aside from even getting to be a chap again, the role that he offered me was probably the most exciting thing about it. To be strength and conditioning, not just for the football program, but for our athletic program, means that I get to work with around 1,000 athletes per week. There's really probably not a coach in the school building that gets to hang out with more athletes than I do um, in our football program. I probably spend more time with our team than any individual coach does uh, in that weight room and in the summer program and in the off season and the early mornings and all that. So that's probably uh, what really made me want to come back was to get to do something like that. You know, I was coaching safeties when I left in the spring of 16 before that outside linebackers. And that's great to be a position coach. And I love being a position coach. You know, you really get to know your guys in, in, a, in a very intimate setting. But it's pretty cool to be able to have an impact, not just the football program, but the entire athletic program as well. well I know that you're your emails have to be full of, you know, you get emails from Katie Hensel at girls right. basketball. You get you get notifications from swimmers, golfers, you name it. And when it's sports specific, I think that actually helps in, in a lot of ways. When you look at it in totality, Coach, you get to help the offensive linemen be better offensive linemen. Right. You get to help the defensive linemen be better defensive linemen, a physical presence. Mm-hmm. And then I start thinking about all the rotation and all the, the core strength that a volleyball player would need on a serve right. or a tennis player would need on a return or a golfer, if you can believe that. I actually actually talked to Coach Noakes a few weeks ago, and he said, pound for pound, there's nobody stronger in the state of Texas in 6A golf than my guys. He's and not it, wrong. And it's because of Jason yeah. Jones. Well, I don't know if it's because of me, but he's turned his golf team into a group that believes in, in the weight room and, and gaining strength. And if you were to watch our football program in the weight room and then to see the golf team come in in the weight room not too long after them, you really would not notice a difference in the work ethic and the intensity that's going on in there. I mean, there's a reason they won 12 or 13 state championships. They, they work for it, that's for sure. I think it's also unique to have a guy like you who is younger, and even though you've been in it for 15 years, it's your 11th year at Westlake, you have that connection that a lot of us younger guys go, okay, look, these guys are not our dads, but they may be our older brothers, Mm -hmm. and I know that that's important to you. We've talked to Coach Salazar and even Coach Rogers, and all those guys said, look, my door's always open, my phone's always on. That's a big part of building the relationships with not just the football players, but the athletes in general. That's been just an amazing part of the, I guess, going on four years since I've come back is getting to know athletes in other sports and if it wasn't for my role and, and my title I would not have that opportunity but man we got some awesome kids here girl side and the boy side I've started working with the girls soccer team this year and love hanging out with them and the girls golf team they lift two days a week early in the morning so I mean I get to hang out with a lot of them it's fun and it's also a lot of time here it in is. the field house because yeah. 
I'm partial to gym rats, and mm-hmm. it's it's definitely something that you have to enjoy to want to be here all the time. The good thing around here is school starts, you know, at 8.50, so we have a chance to cram a lot of workouts in before school even starts. But typically on a typical day, there's there's a group in the weight room by 6.45 almost every single morning. So let's talk about work ethic. A lot of planning goes into preparing for football season. Obviously, this interview has taken place in our Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue tailgate show, which happens before football games. But because we have this opportunity as we visit with Jason Jones, all of the work done in the spring, summer, and fall camp lead to success on the field. It doesn't just start with the fall workouts. It starts well before that. And a lot of that with Shapmaker and and other programs and traditions that you have Mm -hmm. to prepare athletes, take us through what it's like year-round as you train the football team? It starts pretty fast right after the season. Um, last year was a little bit unique with the season going all the way into January. Um, we really didn't even start our off-season program until the first Monday in February, which is you know about a month later than a lot of people or a month later than we would have normally been. And we're in the weight room three days a week, and we're out on the track running 200s, 300s, and 400s the other two days of the week. Phase two of our off-season quickly turns into three days a week in the weight room, and our running outside turns into more of a change, change of direction, acceleration, deceleration movement phase we never get out of the weight room we're always in there three days a week throughout the entire spring semester as we get a little bit closer to spring ball those two running days turn into skill days where we get back with our position coach and kind of start to knock the rust off developing depth charts and all that even when spring ball rolls around we're still lifting three times during spring football Shatmaker is a pretty notorious two-week stretch uh, that typically happens right before spring break it's a rite of passage. You make it through Shapmaker, you're a Shap. It's a pretty special two weeks, and it's not a fearful thing for them anymore. It probably used to be. Now they're just excited to get it on and, you know, find out a little bit about themselves and find out about their teammates. Who can they trust? You know, when, when you graduate 50 to 60 seniors every year and you're combining, you know, new classes together that haven't played a lot together, hadn't been in a locker room a lot together, there's no better way to build team chemistry than to grind and breathe really, really hard together every single day. And, boy, we do that in Shapmaker, that's for sure. With physical strength comes mental strength. Sure. And I think that's a big part of what you do. We concentrate so much on the physical side of football. But how do you think the physical strength plays into the mental strength? Well, there's no doubt that there's a lot of confidence that comes from the weight room, whether it's meeting an individual goal. A lot of our workouts, just getting to the end of it, being able to finish is is a boost of confidence, and to do it together is just even more. There's a mental toughness that gets that gets developed by moving metal in that weight room, and, and our guys love to do it, and they've had a lot of success because of it lately. Colton Vosick and Michael McKelvey, uh, you have a, a unique connection to those two guys because you're a coach's, coach's kid. kid. Yep. And and coach's kid kind of comes with a moniker, and we've mentioned it twice. We, we got to talk with Michael a few weeks ago after the training win. We got to talk to Colton a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Both of them have incredibly different answers when it comes to a coach's kid. But your dad, I've had the pleasure of meeting him uh, a number of times. He's always supportive. What I always like about being a coach's kid, you know, with all due respect to our military academies, but it's almost like being a military kid. You are bouncing around to Move different around a little bit. Yeah. yeah. How many places did you did you call home growing up with a coach's kid? Oh gosh. Kid um I, I'm pre- seven, I believe. I went to two different high schools. I, I played my freshman and sophomore year of high school in Lampasas when my dad was the head coach there. And then I graduated and played my junior and senior year in, at Kermit High School. Now, a lot of people know where Kermit's at. It's about 40 miles west of Odessa, a little old patch town. Yes, yeah, seven, I think, is how many towns we moved to. Describe what that means of now being on a coaching staff, because I think that, that unique family dynamic mm-hmm. probably helps you quite a bit. I did, yeah. Not a lot of people know my mom was a girls basketball coach as well, so... 
I mean, I was born and raised in a field house. I was running around on the field with my dad during football season and running around the gyms with my mom during basketball season. So I honestly don't really know another way. It so, does so. give you a cool perspective, though. When I was a young coach, there's still a ton about the profession that I didn't know. But there was a lot that I had a little bit of an inside track on just having grown up around a coaching staff. We move on to Bowie, and, and I ask X's and O questions, obviously, but really what I'm more interested in is we talk with Jason Jones. It's an opportunity to face a fear every single week. There's a lot of distractions, and this is one of those marquee games where Bowie comes in 5-0, and and Coach Dodd said this at Quarterback Club. He said, I am so happy that Bowie has been as successful as they have been because it creates that extra little bit of, of want to coming mm-hmm. into this week in preparation, despite all the distractions outside the field yeah. house. Bowie gets our full attention every year just because Coach Abels and his staff does such a great job over there. They're always prepared. They always have good players. And they always have a good plan. Coach Dodge has mentioned that a few times to us, and I we all 100% agree. We, we could not be happier that it's two you know, undefeated teams. Definitely puts a little bit of extra flavor on the game. What you see as a defensive coach, because I know you help out with corners, and we've talked a lot about the maturation of the corners. You know, Denham Collins really showing what kind of physical player he's been. Judson Crockett still trying to figure out his role. You've been around guys that have been unknowns. Mm-hmm. And as we've mentioned before, there was a time where we didn't know who Lucas Maru was. Right. There was a lot of times people didn't even know how to say his last name. Now they'll never mispronounce it. Right. And then you have guys like Leo Lowen who show up, you know, a junior season playing corner. And then you have guys like Michael Taft, mm-hmm. household names in the Westlake program. Right. As a secondary coach, what do you see that the biggest change in game one to game five? It is without a doubt confidence. And you can see it in their body language. You can see it in, in the way that in the stances that they get into. There's just a little bit of unsuredness at the beginning of the season you just kind of can see in their body language a little bit of extra confidence and it really starts in practice the way that we practice probably has as much to do with that as playing on a good team we get so many reps in practice hundreds and hundreds of reps per week in practice and I mean these young corners they're not just covering attack team guys every day and we go good on good one-on-ones in Pascal I mean they're lining up and covering Jaden and Pierce and Adam Sullivan and Hunter Luke and Keaton Quebec and all those guys. I mean, it is absolute trial by fire. You get a couple footballs on the ground during the week and one-on-ones against them, and you're feeling yourself at that point, and you should be. I know the difference in preparing for Bowie always means taking a look at what promises to be a pretty good offense. Mm-hmm. And it's a little different look this year with Connor Kenyon taking snaps now. Unfortunate injury to Diego Tello, who played against you a year ago. Diego, heck of a quarterback. But now you're starting to see a different wrinkle with, with Connor Kenyon. Just from your defensive experience, what do you see from him in the, in the Bowie passing game? Because it's been very successful. Big arm. Dude can absolutely spin it. I'm pretty sure he was there. He was a quarterback on their JV last year. And you don't see many guys throwing 15-yard comebacks on a Thursday night. That guy was throwing some missiles last last year as a sophomore. So he's accurate. They run good routes, and they always have good route schemes. I mean, that's probably the most challenging thing about them is they understand our coverages. You know, we played against them for a long time, and they have places where they like to try to hit you and take advantage of it. So it's always a challenge just to get them covered down well, but then you throw in Kenyon with a big arm like he has and good receivers, and it's a totally different challenge. I know you focus mainly on the offense and your skill position duties, but 30,000 feet sitting in on the coaches' meetings on Sunday – what do you see from them defensively as they line up? I know that was a challenge mm-hmm. for them last year, stopping guys. Very much more back to be in the buoy aggressive defense. You know, they're dropping in from helicopters at all angles out of their stack front and covering people in the back end. If, if you just look down the list at their classifications, I mean, they're a pretty senior-led program on both sides of the ball. They just look much more polished, much more confident, and certainly much more aggressive on the defensive side. It's unique to be a young coach in a program that took off while you were gone. 
mm-hmm. and you know you have the success of going to the state title game and playing North Shore. Tell us a little bit about how you stayed connected and then what ultimately led you back. When we come off the field for pregame, there's about a 10 or 15 minute window before we head back out where it's just kind of quiet time in the locker room in the coach's office. I always put my headphones in and I open up the Shap app and I listen to the pregame show and the timing is always right at the beginning of Coach Dodge's pregame interview. And so even those two years that I was gone to the Houston area, when we would come off the field from our games, I would still turn on the Shap app and listen to, sometimes I didn't know who Westlake was playing that week, but I would find out through Coach Dodge's interview and you know, get his thoughts on the Shaps. And I've always stayed connected. You know, Coach Salazar and I are very close and stayed connected with him over those two years. And certainly glad I did because here we are. Coach Salazar has called you the complete coach. He identifies you as somebody who knows how to coach everything and that understands that building the relationships and the depth of those relationships are actually more important than what schemes you're trying to teach, what Mm -hmm. techniques you're trying to teach. How do you respond to that? Well, it's very humbling coming from Tony, first of all. I mean, he's the best in the business, and uh, that's awful nice to hear. My dad taught me, and and Tony emphasized this a lot, when we hire younger coaches, a good teacher is a good coach, and a good coach is a good teacher. I really do think it it all kind of starts with being a good teacher and a good teacher is a good communicator if you can get your point across in a way that they understand um, and you've developed a relationship and a rapport with them on the front end of that then I think it is possible to coach you know you don't have to know a lot about positions to you can coach pretty much anything if you if you're a good teacher and you have a good relationship with the kids final thought Jason Jones visiting with us in our pregame show the Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue tailgate is coaching here at Westlake different now that you're a dad oh man it probably is I guess my previous stint here I was not only not a dad but I wasn't married either so my, my wife Holly she teaches and coaches volleyball at Westridge and we have a year and a half old daughter that's here at the Ean CDC so we're a, we're a complete Westlake family now so game days are pretty special now she's Josie puts on her little chap gear my wife's got her game day gear on and so I used to wander around after after games on the field just telling the players good job and now I got a little blonde-headed year and a half old running running up to me after the game so it's it's a totally different thing it feels uh, pretty special it is definitely a football family and as a guy that's been here for uh, two staffs uh, and, and a guy that I met in 2009 it was great to see you come back and I really appreciate all your insight and most importantly all your help throughout the week uh, sure. a lot of you don't know this listening but Jason Jones is kind of my go-to for all things and you find out why in this interview because he knows every <laughs> single athlete at Westlake but I really appreciate you taking the time thanks, thanks so much Joe, coach. no problem